Welcome to the Everyday Hotel. You'll be on the second floor, and your other room will be on the 14th. Wait, we asked for connecting rooms? These are 12 floors apart. We tried, ma'am, but technically they're only 11 floors apart. We don't have a 13th floor. <laughs> we can't be 11 floors away from our kids. I don't see a problem. Stuart! When you want separate rooms, but not that separate, it matters where you stay. Only Hilton offers confirmed connecting rooms at the time of booking. Hilton, for the stay. Hi, it's Idris Elba here with Booking.com, and I wrote this poem about summer because I love summer. <clears throat> In summer, we do things to feed the soul, and Booking.com knows just how we roll. We love to swim and fish and barbecue. We love to read and nap and have a few. With cabins, resorts, yurts, and vacation homes, it's such a breeze to book. Where shall we roam? I know it needs some work, but thanks for listening. Find your perfect place to stay. Booking.com. Booking. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. We're back for Cannabis Hour. The Benzinga Cannabis Hour is back. I'm Patrick Lane. And I'm Jason Rasnick here for this Thursday. We think we took a week off because we had the big cannabis event a week ago. Is that right, Patrick? We did. June 1st. We had about 3,000 people join us virtually for that, that conference. We were actually going to be in Toronto June 1st and 2nd for a live event. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, thank you, our good friend, COVID-19. And uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, honestly, it was it was great to be able to expand the audience, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, we brought a lot of new people in that would never um, come to our event for whatever and travel. And to have that many people come, I thought was tremendous. And then to get the, the people that we got in the room and the networking and the companies that were raising money. I mean, some people were in the YouTube and watched it. But the people that went and paid and were in the room to network, make deals, um, make connections, I've heard have got a tremendous value out of it. So that was always our biggest concern because at our physical events, I know or I think we're the best at getting people to meet each other and make connections. For sure. Um, so how do we do that digitally? And we, we did our best. You know, the people who were just watching on YouTube, they definitely got value. But I think the people that got to network I mean, I talked to Al Harrington uh, two days ago. He was talking about people he met in our networking thing and like real deals that are happening. And his company's like raised already 13 million. So it's, um, it's powerful. We're going to do another one. And again, like we say, email us at events at Benzinga if you ever you know, have further questions about that stuff. That's right. And, and we're not slowing down. I know we don't have a, another big conference until August 18th uh, focused on the Michigan market. Um, but in the meantime, we're still going to move forward with our virtual deal rooms, right? We've got one on June 30th, another one on July 22nd. Um, so not slowing down over here. Can we just yeah. take a second and pause and, and take note of the fact that we're both wearing brightly colored polo shirts? Look at this. It's not just sparkling personality over here, you guys. This is, this is wardrobe coordination. It is. I mean, this is, uh, I, I, I texted you last night. And right. then you're like, wear this, Jason. So I put it Listen, on and... Um, you're trying to act like the cool tech CEO, though, with the hoodie over it. Oh, that is funny. I just put that on like 15 minutes ago. I was sitting in this room and I'm like, I, uh, yeah. So then one more thing I want to talk about before we get started as people are joining the room and the, they're tweeting out that we're going live now. Um, we launched um, in beta soft launch on um, about five days ago. 
cannabis.benzinga.com, which is a cannabis directory. Think of it as like Crunchbase for cannabis. We are, we are having a lot of issues where you don't know who owns which dispensaries, how many dispensaries a brand owns, getting in touch with them. So this is not like a directory like Weed Maps. It's more of a directory like a Crunchbase or Cannabis. There's a lot more stuff that will be added, but you can see the stock price. You can see the press releases. You can see the company news. You can see relevant tweets about them. Um, and if you want to claim your profile or, or add stuff to it so you can be seen by our 6 million visitors to Benzinga monthly, just email directory at benzinga.com. Again, that's directory at benzinga.com. And Shelby, if you can put that in the room, the chat room, but the link to it is cannabis.benzinga.com. Feel free to send us feedback, but it's, we're going to be putting a lot more stuff into it and spending a lot more time on it to make it useful for um, anyone that wants to look up information, et cetera. Yeah, I think another cool thing about this, you guys, is that it's not just another directory, right? There's a lot of directories out there. I think the amount of data and also news that will be visible on, on some of these uh, pages is going to be really cool and certainly a bit different than, than what you see out there. So yep. uh, let's get rolling here. Our first guest is George Sadler, CEO and co-founder of Platinum Vape. And while we get George queued up here, uh, I'll tell you a little bit. George actually co-founded this with his son, Cody Sadler. So this is a father and son business. Really cool. I always love to see that. Uh, I have a feeling Jason's going to replace me with his son at some point, or daughter, for that matter. I'm just waiting for the day. But uh, I guess it's less than a decade that Platinum Vape has been around. And they've built this into a $70 million uh, cannabis company across California and Michigan. So pretty darn cool in terms of uh, of what we're seeing there. And George, welcome, hey, man. Hey, I was listening to you guys talk earlier about your shirt, so. Dude, you got the memo. <laughs> I, had to, I had to run to my office really quick, get out of my white shirt. I was like, man, this isn't going to work if I'm no. sitting here in a white shirt. Listen, we would have kicked you off, man. I'm really glad that you changed. <laughs> I, Look at I your setup. That. Look at your setup. That is awesome. Where are you? Are you what, in your We're in San Diego right now. And this is this is our actual podcast room. So we do a weekly podcast as well. Very cool. And uh, we're having fun with that. Our that podcast is, awesome. is basically like, what is cannabis doing for you? Okay, that's cool, man. So tell us a little bit more about that. What do you guys talk about? And, and sort of who's your audience over there? You know, uh, the audience is pretty, uh, it's pretty diverse. But the the concept is, now we're in this position where cannabis is, is it's become pretty mainstream and and if you've been in this industry long enough you'll know um we've really made some leaps and bounds and having uh new people into the industry so the the, the premise is is what is cannabis uh doing for you so we have people that come from all walks of life now that are, are entering into this industry and i'm really curious and i think a lot of people are curious like how did you get into cannabis because mm. you know we you know, unless you were, you know, back in the day, you weren't born into cannabis. And, and now we have some great leaders, some great industry leaders, uh, corporate leaders that are making these transitions from big, big corporation into cannabis. And it's, uh, it's proven to be really interesting. And then we do a lot of stuff with testing facilities and, um, and just, you know, every, everyday Joe. So very cool. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, listen, that's a good segue. So man, how did you get into this? 
how'd you and your son found this company? What did, what did I, you, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think you, you've got that part of it, but yeah, it, it actually was my son came into my office and it's a long story, but to kind of summarize, uh, I was, I was, uh, helping my father wind up his, his business after f- almost 40 years. And my son came in, into the office and, uh, he said, Hey, have you ever thought about growing cannabis? And I'm like, after four years of school, this is, this is where we're at, <laughs> you know? And, uh, that, you know, and that was it. So I said, if you know, if you're going to do this, you need to do it as legal as possible. And that was 2011 actually. And, uh, so we took literally, I know the story's out there and it's the truth. We took, you know, we used to ride motorcycles and uh, we took the motorcycles, we sold them and we built our first grow in the garage and um, six lights in 2011. And, uh, you know, we've, we've just fast forwarded that. And I, I give all the credit as always, if you hear any of these interviews to my son, because he's the guy that saves the money. I'm the one that spends it. uh, so we uh you know we are self-funded we've never taken a dime from from anybody um we don't live lavish lifestyles i think that's a big key and we literally invest reinvest everything back into this company and um, for us that's what's proven to be a, a, a big point for us when you started it did you guys know what you were looking to do like was it like hey let's just do this part of the business or how did you look at it? Were you like, hey, should we be testing? Yeah, so when we started it, um, once again, I mean, we filed a corporation before we ever even started to grow, which was Nature's Leaf Incorporated. Right. We knew that we were going to have to do all the tax and, and whatnot, but we had no idea. And the, the, the funny thing is, is once we finished our first grow or we, our first uh, harvest, we didn't know what we were going to do with it. We, I, I wasn't in cannabis. And so we thought, you know, once you have marijuana, you just sell it. Everybody want, you know, no, it wasn't that easy. And, uh, and as we started, there wasn't a lot of brick and mortar because at that time they were closing everything down. So there was a lot of delivery services and we could not get rid of, we couldn't get rid of it. People thought we were cops. You call them. Uh, it was really difficult. So we started delivery service and that's how we actually got rid of our first harvest. And uh, from there, we went, uh, we found the holes in the delivery service was just being reliable and, and, you know, kind of the, kind of the, the, uh, the image of the industry at that time. And, uh, you know, you had a, had a little weed, you're going to hop in your car and sell it. We, we just took it on the business level. And within six months, we were doing 80 to 100 deliveries a day. We were in a bigger office and, and then we went large scale on the cultivation as well. So wait, this on the delivery thing, you said like you started doing that. Did you go the whole process of regulations and how delivery works or did you just you know start working with weed maps or how, how did you guys yeah so no I'm actually you know at that time 2011 early 2012 there was no regulation so you know we just did our best to keep our heads down and move on but yeah weed maps was the only go-to at that time yeah and so then you just kept going with it and that was a big part of your business at that first. That or? that was that was. Um, there's a lot of things that segue off of that um, oh. in how we became where we are and who we are today. And and the 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 bigger part of that was understanding the needs. You know, and once again, it segues into a lot of things for us because that's what takes us into our 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 you know charity foundations and whatnot. Um, and it's what formed us as the people that we are in the industry as 
understanding the need for cannabis on all levels. And um, when you're delivering to vets and you're delivering to people that are really using this medicinally, it really changed our life. Um, and that, that literally was what kept our drive going. I mean, we've been, I've been robbed at gunpoint. I've been robbed by knife. And I mean, who the hell it. would want to rob you at gunpoint? Look at you. I don't know. I mean, that is insane, man. <laughs> yeah. So it, we've, we've, we've seen a lot of horrible stuff, but I, I, I can tell you, I mean, and, and if, and if you know about our company and having um, a huge amount of vets that work for us and, and we partner with HVGC, another great company up and coming and a huge give back program. Um, that was a changing point for us in the cannabis industry and it came on early. So I'm super proud that, you know, myself and my son were a part of that because honestly, without that delivery service and being able to be one-on-one -on -one with people using cannabis really truly medicinally i don't know that we would have gotten out of that frame of thought of money and um so and let's let's jump into that for a second man and then and you it strikes me that you and and our next guest sean cradle should should chat right from pineapple because yeah there's, there's a lot you guys have in common he's a vet i mean uh just just a ton of of stuff in common there but when it comes to you guys being sort of a different breed of company and a different breed of executives in, in this space, right? I find that super refreshing. And I'd love for you to tell me just a little bit about why, why self-funded? Why not take money to scale? How, how do you scale being self-funded? You know, so, and what does that do? Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I think the biggest thing is we didn't understand any other way. Um, we, we, you know, we've known and, and we understood right off the bat that the only way to grow was to have capital. And at that time, the only capital that we had was what we made, literally from the start to where we're at today. And in doing that, um, you know, it's been tough for on my son because I want a Lamborghini. I want a private jet. You know, I, mean, I want all these things. But you know, all kidding aside, he he's understood this really well. And, and obviously, we both have that we don't live a lavish lifestyle. We don't, um, we don't have, you know, a lot of the things that a lot of executives have in the cannabis industry. And we have had some offers uh, for capital and, and there were a couple that were, you know, pretty interesting. Um, we had a closeout offer, of, you know, 50 million cash done. You guys walk out and we chose not to, to go that route. And why? Well, because this is a family business. My my youngest son and daughter run Michigan. You know, we're we're launched. Oklahoma's just going crazy. I just got a huge thing from Oklahoma two minutes ago. Um, and then we're launching in Arizona and then Nevada shortly thereafter. But going back to the self funding, it 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 truly it truly is easy for us um, because we don't we don't have the extensions out there of owing people and owing on any notes. And, and I think this is a big, this is a big thing. If you're looking at the industry and where it's at now and what's going on, you know, it doesn't take much if you guys, I mean, you guys know it's that the, the notes are being called due. A lot of people have a lot of extended out there and, um, and there's no money in it. This big, big corp stuff right now, it's in the forming side of it. And, um, and we're just not involved on that. And, and, 
Uh, and once again, if you look at what's going on, we pay attention to everybody that's out there. And then there's a lot of big, and I'm not saying bad corporations. There's great people in this industry. The money um, getting 50, 60, $100 million, it, uh, it just doesn't work right now. I don't know. So, Put those numbers together. It just doesn't work. So have you had um, other home runs before this? As far as businesses that you sold? Um, yeah, I, I had a, a flooring company that I had for almost 17 years and I was in the Pacific Northwest and, um, and California. And I was, you know, I was doing about 18 million a year, which I felt was, I mean, at, at the age of 26, 27 was, was pretty good. And I sold one side of that. Um, and then, uh, I had a drive through coffee business. Well, I, 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 well, I guess I'm just wondering, like you had an offer for 50 million cash. Yeah. Most people, if they didn't have previous exits and didn't have a bunch of money that they're okay for life, would potentially they, take they that. They would have deal. taken it. Yeah, yeah. sure. So that's yeah. why I was asking if you sold, you know, anything um, prior. No. Um, yeah. No. I mean, I did, but nothing, nothing that was huge. I made some transitions through, um, you know, I mean, divorce. It's expensive. <laughs> yes. But, but um, you know, I. I give the offer to, you know, my, my son is the one that, you know, at, at any time, if he's feeling that pressure and wants to sell, um, and how old is your son? He's 29. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It, it, and, um, you know, we've had a couple of situations where we've sat back and, you know, and been in situations where, you know, through situations of testing and whatever else where we've had to we've lost a, a fair chunk of money and um and we've had offers in front of us and and we just kind of said you know what what are our options I, i'm i don't i'm a young guy i don't i don't what am i going to do after this and we have so much fun in this industry I bet. Um, and, and we have such a long ways to go that it's senseless right now for to me anybody to to if you're doing anything in the industry, it, we're, we're just getting started. This is. Yep. No, I, I get, I get it. Before my partner in crime, Patrick takes um, over and asks a couple more business questions. I have one more question about like your, the, the, how you, you know, you built this company from scratch. Like Patrick said, ha you haven't raised funding. What's like a typical day, day look for you and your son. It doesn't even have to be today, but it could be like the first year of your business. Well, how many hours are you guys put in? What time do you get up? Like, what do you guys, are you calling Oklahoma to get licenses? Like, what is a typical day? Is it mostly phone calls? I'm asking the question because people always ask me after these interviews, I wonder how that guy did this. Even if they're not in this industry, they might be in another industry, but just hearing the truth behind the messiness to make this happen. Kind of like what Rocky did when he created the movie Rocky and got and he was able to act in it and they tell the story later. I kind of yeah. want to hear it now. So, yeah, I mean, a typical day for us, we work our ass off. and um, But then we also have i think the better side for me is be able to get my son which you know he has two young kids and to understand that you have to have your time uh this is because it'll consume your whole life uh, a typical day uh i'm in the office usually 5 36 o'clock in the morning um cody usually arrives just a little before eight and um and we do a uh, you know up until just recently obviously with everything that's going on we've spent a lot of time on planes um a lot of time traveling back and forth uh you know originally from michigan so my daughter and son uh nathan and maddie they live in michigan they run the michigan side of it um so usually there's a lot of traveling that's going on so we 
we, we try to, you know, keep that as, as low as possible. But I mean, a typical day is this. So, I mean, literally we're, we're in the office. It's a ton of phone calls, a ton of stuff going on. And as anybody knows, as you're expanding and things that are going on, it's, uh, you know, timeline is crucial. And I think that's the, the bigger side for us is that we don't have to take any decisions to a board. We don't have to, you know, to make our decisions. It's, it's, uh, it's boggling to some companies because just like in Arizona, I mean, we, you know, we're doing a deal with Harvest out there and, um, you know, we went out, met for a day and, and immediately just made that transition and, and uh, made the commitments. And so we move forward, but uh, a lot of time it, 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 it it's uh, you guys know, man, it's a lot of work no matter how you look at this and people think that you get in this industry and it's just uh, money is raining behind you. And, um, and it's not, it's, it's, it's the hardest job I've ever had in my life, but uh, I wouldn't give it up for anything. Yeah. And, and people think like, yeah, you just do what everyone else does. And if you're thinking this is a nine to five, it's the opposite. And yeah, yeah good luck. Said, yeah. <laughs> and what you, I mean, any business, I mean, from Amazon yeah, to whatever, I mean, it is, it is it's it, there's there's no excuse there's no no replacement for hard work and no. you saying you're getting it at 5 36 in the morning right there and right there it's like like we at benzing we have like 70 people but the people that get up and get it going at 5 36 just percentages are more successful because you get started early and maybe you finish early but you're more focused there's less distractions i loved hearing that and i, well, I, I mean, mean i can tell you, you you guys know this obviously um you know, myself and my son, we're literally texting. I mean, sometimes three, four o'clock. Anytime something comes across, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, we're we're nonstop back and forth. And we only we we live in a little five house subdivision, um, just you know, small houses. But we're we're two houses apart from each other, um, so we're you know we're right there. We work out every day together, in a gym wow. in his garage, um, but we are constantly. Wow communicating nonstop and um and and the hours you guys know the hours uh, you know just because you leave the office doesn't mean you're not working no right? i'm working from home man i'm working more than ever <laughs> see what i mean <laughs> yeah it's 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 the name of the game right now well listen yeah. we are we're about at time man but i i just one more quick uh question for you i just want to give you a chance to talk about the charity oh the react foundation yeah so Big, big part of us, actually, some of the, I mean, we get a lot of rewards out of that um, more so because of what we've done in the past. And that's, that's why, you know, we've continuously given, we've, our concept when we had stores, you know, um, was that the recreational users were there to provide for us to give back to the people that really needed it on the medicinal side of it. And so once we got into a position where we could um, actually, and my son is the one that came up with the React Foundation, we were still doing our giveaways, but he said, let's take this to the next level. So we started the React Foundation and, and we pinpoint charities that um, that go with each one of our um, charities that we that we have in the React and and we donate. And um, so kind of cool that, you know, I think we're nine months in as of right now and we have donated just over one hundred and sixty thousand dollars wow good for you directly from the react foundation and and i mean i could not be more proud of that foundation the team that's behind it and um you know just the the things that that it does and, and i have to say there's a there's a, there's a few out there wags for walks is a huge one for us we're dog lovers here dogs are in our office all day long um and shelter to soldiers another big one 
that, uh, you know, takes, you know, which is amazing. If you go on our podcast or go onto our site, you'll see our, one of our dogs, Eddie, we have, we have three more that we're supporting, but shelter to soldier takes a dog from a, from a shelter, you know, that, that is probably going to be euthanized. They take that dog, they train it 12 to 18 months on training, fully trained as a, a support. They pair it up with a vet, um, that is in need. It's all done, um, you know, by our donation and their their work into it. And now you have a, a a dog from a shelter and a soldier that comes back, you know, and 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 has that need for that companion for that that um, that dog. And uh, and that's probably one of the biggest things right now for us that we're we're just we're having so much fun with that. So you know, once well, again, if you, you want, you can look on our site and whatnot, and you'll you'll follow Eddie. We just did a big update well, on him, and we've got a few more coming. Which URL, what site do they go to if they want to learn more? You can go to um, houseofplatinum.com and okay. you'll find everything, everything will link out from there. Okay, perfect, perfect. Very cool, George. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank we you, really guys. appreciate it. Next Thank time, you. We'll, next time we'll do it longer, but you have, a great, you have a great story. Congrats on all the success of your company. Pretty awesome. Thanks, thanks. If you guys need anything, you know where to reach us. Yes, we'll sir. do it. We'll see you again right. soon. Thank see you. you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Awesome. Well, man, that's cool, isn't it? It's always refreshing to hear a, a different story, right? And that they're clearly very different. They sold motorcycles and completely self-funded. Uh, Who, I, what other company can say that? I know. And most people are, you know, you have to keep raising money. And they self-funded, serious-sized business. And the reason I, you know, keyed in on, um, you know, what he was saying with, um, like, you know, the, his day in life, because, like, $50 million acquisition price, I had enough. So, you know, he had money from before and doing it with, doing it with his son, working out with his son. That's just an awesome story. There should almost be like a show that's like, you know, father, son. I remember that commercial in Michigan was father. Uh, it was a song like father, son, we construction business and like father, son businesses are kind of, are interesting. So absolutely, I, man. like there should, I mean, that's even the dynamics. And I mean, you can't always agree on things. So, um, I mean, he's getting it in at five thirty six. Son's not coming till eight. Maybe he's like, hey, where are you? I've been here for two hours. Like, come on, you know, stop with your two kids, you know, let them go. I don't know. So fend for themselves, I guess. Exa- fend for themselves. Get dressed for you themselves. Go. Exactly. There you go. Uh, well, listen, let's, right. let's keep this moving. Um, while we get our next guest, uh, I'm excited about this. Sean Cradle, CEO of Pineapple Express. Um, this guy is awesome. Is uh, a, a U.S. Marine Corps veteran, as I alluded to earlier. Um, years of military, corporate, entrepreneurial experience, and he's been all over, right? Puerto Rico, Connecticut. He's, he goes back and forth between LA and Miami. Uh, and Pineapple, they're, they're growing so rapidly right now. Uh, we're going to ask him about, you know, obviously delivery and, and all of that during COVID, which has been huge. So um, as we get Sean queued up here, I just, I think it's a really cool time to for us to talk about um, everything that's happening in the world, you know, especially with the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. I think it's really important for, you know, people in this. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Hey, I was just talking about the, the protests and the, and the movement. And as we get you, you, you queued up right now, I just wanted to take a second to say that obviously we at Benzinga, you know, support, um, you know, equality and diversity and we always want to lift those stories up, those executives up. And I think more importantly than that, you know, we want to see more of that. We want to see more success stories like yours, Sean. I'm excited for the folks here to learn more about Pineapple, man. And 
I want to give you just a couple of minutes to to riff and tell us about the company. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. Uh, and it's good to see you guys. Uh, you know, um, Patrick, we we've uh, grown a short short love for each other, right? Love <laughs> is exactly the way I would describe it, too. <laughs> hey, you're, uh, taking and, my Pat, you're taking my Patrick away. I feel left out. Oh, oh don't. Not, hey, you know, I want to join it, Sean. I want to be part of the threesome, the twosome here. Okay. Whoa, so, well, the show well, took hey, a turn. Hey, you know, Jason, we met in Miami. Uh, just past March, um, but you're, you know, this was at the, the the end of the second day, so you were a little sauced up. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> I, I don't know about this guy. Sauce. No, no. I, 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 don't, I don't. I no. I do remember you, but we didn't. We didn't talk for that long. It was like it was. Like yeah, it was, a, it was a brief, time. brief minute there. Uh, Javier introduced me to you for for a hot we minute. We should have uh, went golfing or something. I don't know. <laughs> that could have been fun. Um, but uh, yeah, man, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, I, I really appreciate, um, you know, what you guys are doing. Uh, as I've talked to between Javi and, and, and Patrick and Elliot, uh, how much, you know, I, I, how much I and we respect you guys. I think you guys are doing uh, amazing work for, for the industry um, and uh, giving it more validation uh, that this is a true industry, you know. Um, but uh, Pineapple, Pineapple Link is the umbrella. Uh, so our assets are Pineapple Express, which is our uh, California delivery service. Uh, our, our main area is the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, so we, we developed a uh, sort of logistics that's pretty expensive, but uh, we're able to actually reach anyone under two hours um, in uh, most cases throughout the greater Los Angeles area. So, um, and also we have by appointment uh, schedules as well. So if you you know, you want to schedule something for next day, uh, we can schedule up to five days in advance in, in, a, in a two hour window. Uh, it's better than the cable companies, to be honest with you. So, so, um, and, and you're happy to see us come. So, um, uh, so we, we've developed that. Uh, we've been running this for, we, we soft launched actually out of our Palm Springs hub, uh, just to test it out. Uh, we're self, we were self-funded as well up until, uh, up until the end of, of last year. Uh, so we poured a lot of money into developing, making sure we rolled out the right way. Um, I, I'm a big stickler for process and protocol, obviously from my uh, from my background. So um, we spent a little more money making sure that I feel comfortable getting this right to roll out, and, and, it, and it paid off. Um, doing it in a small group and not launching out of our main hub in LA, we decided to launch out of uh, our smaller hub in, in Palm Springs, uh, and took those lessons and then, you know, adjusted those for our rollout. Uh, when we launched into, uh, into LA, I believe it was around September, September of last year. And we've just, we've just uh, hit it, you know, full, full blast. Um, Pineapple Express is the bigger picture. So I want to come back to that in a second, but I want to move on a little bit to Pineapple Wellness, which is our nationwide delivery of hemp-derived CBD products. And that ranges from Anything from um, uh, I'm using the beard oil for the first time because I grew this thing during COVID. This is the first hair I had on my chin since the before the Marine Corps, I think. And uh, so uh, we have Hergo formula, aftershave lotions. We have bath bombs, um, Epsom salts, cat dog treats, uh, sports recovery creams, uh, night masks. You know, you name it. Um, so it's all health and beauty and, and things like that. Uh, and then our THC which is our premium uh, in-house brand, 
So we carry everyone, you know, on our, our Pineapple Express trucks, but we also, we have our, um, THC is our in-house brand for ourselves. We actually own the trademark uh, THC, which is um, very interesting because in, no, in December, uh, the rapper Drake tried to trademark THC uh, mm -hmm. and he got denied because we own it. And uh, it was like a little known secret that nobody really knows about because we haven't, we've been kind of holding it to where we can roll out in a second phase. Uh, we didn't want to hit people, you know, with it now. We wanted to get the delivery service underway. We wanted to get our wellness line underway. And, um, and we've been slow playing THC, to be honest. Uh, but we do own uh, the, the trademark for THC and Pineapple Express uh, in both URLs, both .coms. Has so anyone go to THC.com right now, you'll get rerouted to Pineapple Express since we haven't developed. Uh, it's got to be that, huge. That yeah, that... it's exciting because uh, it's, it's a raw bit of clay we have. Uh, but the cool thing about, I mean, I guess I'm getting denied was that uh, Market Watch did, a, did an article about it and they put us in there along with our, our ticker symbol our pup uh, so that was uh that was awesome and that was a great month uh, actually because uh that was also uh we we were in the investment guide to uh to fortune and uh, we were the only cannabis company uh listed in in the 2020 guide so we have a full spread there and my article and my my piece there and that was uh that was the second time in, in, in that was the second time in 2019 that we were in fortune uh, so we might be in there again in September. I had an interview with them uh, last month. So um, they've seen the evolution. Uh, those folks um, are, are awesome over there as well. Uh, so we're, you know, we're, we're building at, you know, every facet. Now for Pineapple Express, um, we've actually also landed, um, for those who are familiar with, uh, um, for the movie Friday, uh, Debo, or way back in the day, as I knew him from the WWF, uh, no holes barred, beating up on Hulk Hogan, Zeus. Uh, there Tiny you go. Lister. I remember. Tiny Lister is our official spokesperson. Uh, I, I I met him back in uh, October. A few conversations, uh, and we actually introduced him as our spokesperson at the uh, MJ BizCon for whoever was attending that in Vegas. Uh, so we kind of, uh, I kind of made a, a beach cruiser and a Pineapple Express theme. So he rode around that and uh, got us almost kicked out of there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> was it was a good showstopper. So, um, but that also led to us having a, a great, um, you know, during COVID, marketing period in this, in this space is extremely difficult because you can't, you know, you, you got to tout the lines and you can't really poke the dragon so much uh, and have a lot of fun uh, with this. So, um, you know, and during COVID, it's it, it was it was a little more a uh, little more challenging. But you know, I floated the idea. I said, "Hey, what if we just, you know, we have we're delivering during this time. What if we just have you deliver on your bike?" And uh, I, I thought he was gonna shoot it down, but uh, he he's like, "Yeah, it's a that's an awesome idea. Like, let's let's think about that." So obviously, you know, it's more of a you know it's more of a gimmick because legally he cannot do that. <laughs> he cannot hand over product, but it was more like a uh, publisher's clearinghouse type of type of thing where it's a reenactment. So, you know. Wait, you mean that's not real? Say again? You mean publisher's clearinghouse isn't real? Darn. Oh, I'm sorry. Those, those are reenactments that you see. Yeah, I know. You're, I know. I was waiting for mine. But uh, so we, we, we have 
basically what we did was we would have uh, the, the driver make the actual delivery. They would enter a contest. And right now we have one going um, for Father's Day. Debo is going to deliver to a father on Father's Day. So if you go to pineappleexpress.com slash Debo, D-E-B-O, you can enter to win if you're in the Los Angeles area. Uh, so the way we, the way I've constructed these deliveries is we'll make the compliant delivery to the, to the customer. So they would win and other vendors would get involved and give away product. So they would get a, you know, a goodie bag basically. And they would get that compliantly delivered by our delivery driver as a normal delivery. And then, uh, basically Debo would knock on the door with a, you know, a bag of swag and, you know, some autographs and stuff like that. And the client would be, uh, you know, they would reenact the, uh, the delivery. And we capture all that on the video and, and it's, it made a big hit. So I, I did, uh, since 420, uh, since uh, April was the whole month with 420 for this year, we did it every Friday. And um, it, it was, it was remarkable. Um, one, one actual one that we had was an actual unicorn, as we say in, in uh, Cali, she was an actual uh, license, a uh, medical license holder. Uh, she was not just that she just didn't have a recommendation. So this was, um, this what really drove it home for us. This what made it um, special because this person, her normal dispensary was closed due to COVID and they were not equipped to uh, deliver even though it was in curbside pickup, even though you know that was extended uh, temporarily to brick and mortars, they just were not, her local dispensary just could not do it um, for the manpower or whatever reason. So she was actually saying that she was, uh, looking at these, uh, she has an auto, autoimmune disorder. And she said, uh, you know, I'm in pain a lot. And, and I started looking at these bottles, these dusty bottles of painkillers, opioids, um, thinking that I was going to have to use, start using these again. But she saw this campaign, she entered the win, she won. Um, and we delivered uh, her RSO and, you know, all those things that those oils that she needed and uh, amongst other, you know, goody, goody, uh, goody things from other vendors that, that supported this. And uh, it was, uh, you know, she, 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 she cried. And I got to say, you know, I'm a Marine and all, but uh, that stuff you can't, you know, that, that's what makes all this worthwhile. You know, I couldn't help but get a little teary up there. And, uh, and Debo too, he had to walk away. So, <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was great because, you know, now, and she didn't know that we existed either. Uh, and, and that when COVID hit, we were already been doing this for a year. So we were primed to take on this task. We were ready to go. Uh, and so while others, you know, unfortunately didn't live up to that demand, uh, we, we, uh, immediately almost overnight, uh, we had flash hirings of, uh, of drivers. We, we had to buy about 10 Priuses in a week, <laughs> you know, and, uh, that's our delivery vehicles. We like to do our hybrids there and save, uh, you know, save as much as we can, especially here in LA. Uh, so, but we, you know, we were able to onboard uh, about 10 additional drivers in a matter of a couple of weeks uh, in, in, in March. So our sales uh, doubled and even tripled on some days. And, and, and suffice to say, uh, it's, it's steady even now, it's, it's holding. I think the conversion will hold only because, um, you know, our, once people understand and realize who we are, uh, that we carry basically everyone uh, that, that you know, every dispensary carries and we can get to in under two hours and uh, there's no delivery fee and we're either at or below dispensary prices. So I make this very That's transparent. Awesome. I don't nickel and dime. Uh, everyone knows that, you know, margins are, are pretty great in this, in this space, especially if you are vertical like we are. 
So if you cultivate yourself, I mean, that's, you know, you, you got to extend those types of um, those savings to your customers because, uh, you know, whether they realize it or not, uh, you know, that's psychologically, uh, you know, implanting in them that this is a, this is a solid company. And again, I, I'm transparent inside and out of the organization. Uh, I don't believe in, uh, like I said, nickel and diming our, our consumers. We're providing a service. And um, so our, we are, we are converting a lot of, a lot of folks uh, simply because our, we make it very easy and I, I try to make it as simple as possible. So. Sean, in the chat room, they're getting some questions. Questions that we're seeing is who, um, what areas are you serving? Um, what regions are you looking to expand to? And then who, who does cover the delivery expense? I think I know the answer, but um, that's the yeah. couple of questions. So first of all, we eat the, we eat the expense. Um, and we, we also accept uh, credit and debit uh, as well. So that's a big thing, especially during COVID when people, you know, are, are getting furloughed and, 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 all, and the like, uh, you know, people are starting to charge uh, for, for these things. So, um, and right now we are covering uh, any, at the greater Los Angeles area. So we are as far north as um, I would say Santa Clarita Valley, um, a Santa okay. Clarita area. Uh, you gotta excuse me, I'm only a year or so here since I took over the company. So I'm trying to get my wits about me. Where were you living before? Uh, well, I'm originally from Connecticut and I, I moved to Miami. Um, uh, I've been there almost 11 years. I still, I still maintain a residence there. Uh, I also live in Puerto Rico. Uh, I have a residence there in Old San Juan uh, for the last few years. Um, uh, but let me just get back to that question. I don't wanna leave anybody hanging. Um, we, we're, we're as far north as Santa Clarita, as far south as Long Beach, uh, east over to Venice and, and, you know, Santa Monica area, and as far west, I mean, our east rather, um, we're knocking on Pasadena, that uh, area, that corridor, that 101, I believe it is. Um, but yeah, I moved to, uh, I, I, my, people say, how did you get into this business? And, uh, I, you know, it wasn't, um, I wasn't even an avid uh, uh, cons consumer. Uh, or consumption, or I never really consumed. You know, I went right into the Marine Corps after high school. So obviously, you know, that was, and I was a poster child. So anyone that did try to smoke cannabis at that time, I was like, no, 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 you know, taxpayers not paying us for this, you know, we're held to a higher, I was that guy. And I, I still am that day. I'm, I'm, I am, uh, first and foremost, a Marine uh, through and through. So, um, but after I, you know, after I, I served during 9-11 and uh, after, you know, all that, I, uh, I racked up a few degrees. Uh, there was a post 9-11 bill that I took probably more advantage of than, you know, a lot of, I had to get a waiver to extend it and all these things, but I racked up four masters on that, on that bill. Wow. And, um, you know, that's, that's helped tremendously. I'm a, I'm a huge nerd, uh, you know, in military school, I graduated first in class. So I'm that, I'm that, that weird guy. Um, but I got into fitness, uh, huge into fitness. So I moved to Miami. Um, never been there before. Didn't know anyone, didn't have a place to live. I just showed up, um, you know, 11 years ago and quickly became one of the, one of the premier trainers on the beach. And so when, 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 uh, when the Benzinga, I told you this, Patrick, I think when Benzinga conference was in Miami, um, uh, it, it was funny because it was held at the, Font the Fontainebleau, uh, hotel. So it was about almost uh, almost nine years ago, I was actually one of the head trainers at that at that hotel. Wow. And uh, 
so you know fast Full forward circle, man. yeah fast forward all this time and you know i, I walk back in there or something different and even when we had uh the cocktail hour outside on the on the terrace um i used to kill people out there for boot camps like every morning <laughs> and so i'm like you know i'm having a you know a drink right now and i'm like wow this is uh it's such a crazy thing but uh so yeah i've been there That's that cool. that long and um so in terms of pineapple express though um that we're actually expanding into Puerto Rico. Uh, we're poised to be the first delivery service B2C on the island. And uh, that, that agreement's already in place. Everything is pretty much underway, but it got, now it's a timeout because of COVID. And uh, they have a strict, strict lockdowns because of obviously it's an island and you're landlocked. So they have to control that spread even more so than, than we do. Um, so that everything is on hold uh, right are you, now. With, with are, you, are you still living in Puerto Rico too? I do have a place in Puerto Rico, yeah. Yeah, we. I thought about moving there. The, ta the tax thing they have there is unreal. I mean, right now it's a it's a it's a great time. Uh, you know, simply because you know they've been hit with a lot. You know, since the hurricane, the earthquakes. Uh, so the the you know the market is very very good actually. <laughs> Debo said, "Hey, um, find me a place over there. I want to, you know, find me a place there. I want to go. I want to go there." Is that what brought Is that what brought you there first? Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm half my father, my father's side of that fam family is, is all Puerto Rican. So I, I got a place there. Um, That's I opened a hostel there. And, uh, when I reunited with my family, I opened Amazing. a hostel about five years ago there. And, uh, so then I ended up getting a place as well. I got hit both times by the hurricane too. I got hit three times. I got hit Good Lord. my places in the hurricane and it came around to Florida and hit me there too. Dude, you got bad luck. I mean, geez. got good insurance. So there you go. There yeah, you so go. So that's pay your insurance bill. <laughs> but Sean, man, listen, one more quick question before we gotta we gotta jump. And I I just I don't want the significance of the moment to be lost on anyone uh, who's listening, right? And so, yeah. is there anything you want to say about just where we are right now, the current climate, um, what it means for you as an executive, what it means for the company? Um, I'll give you just a, a quick minute to to say some words. Thanks, Patrick. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a difficult time. Um, you know, I consider my employees, uh, my troops, no different than, um, you know, I, I, I did in the Marine Corps um, because it, you know, some people would say, well, it, that wasn't life and death, but, you know, it's with COVID and, and everything and it, it, like this, I could have easily been, uh, you know, George Floyd, um, you know, uh, and it's, it's very difficult from a veteran standpoint um, because, uh, he was he was murdered on Memorial Day. I mean, if that's no greater disrespect or dishonor to my service or uh, other my brothers and sisters that that gave their ultimate sacrifice for our American way of life, um, this isn't what we fought for. Uh, it's not. So, um, and I think it's um, you know it's a responsibility of every corporation, but especially in, in cannabis, to even more validate ourselves as a bona fide industry. To start doing those corporate things, I you know I put out a corporate message. I, I know a lot of people have seen on LinkedIn and, and other outlets, uh, you know, regarding this issue. Um, we need to take a stand and, and actually speak to these things because we are, you know, we we earn revenue off of the same uh, some of the same communities and people that are discriminated against. So we need to support them as they support us. And sending an internal message to my employees as well shows them also that, you know, you have uh, leadership that, that uh, you know, that, that is in line with some of the same issues that may affect you. 
uh, we have a very diverse group of people uh, from every, you know, almost every type of dynamic. And I want them to know that, you know, we're not going to stand for this. You, you are working for a progressive organization. Uh, so I think it's a, you know, I implore all like cannabis CEOs to, you know, do these things because I've looked at other platforms and, you know, I haven't seen a lot of messaging, but just more um, marketing. And I just think it's, it's kind of, you know, a little bit out, of, maybe out of touch to, to do that right now. We've got to stop, just, just stop for a second and address exactly what's going on. And, and then we, you know, we get back to business. Uh, but my people are out there, you know, I have my drivers, I have COVID and potential protests and detours to, to think about. So I pull those guys back well, well ahead of, uh, you know, foreseeing any types of curfews that are being laid out uh, to make sure that they can get home well enough before curfew. And obviously they're getting hazard pay indefinitely until they repeal the code. John, you're awesome, man. You're just yeah. awesome. You're just awesome. Like a, from moving to, you know, how you're handling what's going on right now with the current environment. You're just awesome. Like I, I'm, we're rooting for you. Anything Benzinga could do. If you need articles about the THC, you know, um, I don't know, trademark. I saw the market watch one. I didn't see you quoted in it. Like if there's anything we can do, let us know, send Javi or, or cannabis news at Benzinga an email, anything you can do or Patrick, whatever. We're here for you. You're, you're just, you're um, a beacon. You're, you, I mean, you stand for integrity and love the transparency and love what you're doing. I mean, I wish I you appreciate were, that guys. Uh, well, I, you know, I did, I did teach leadership and entrepreneurship at the collegiate level for five years. So this is the same type of stuff that I was pumping out into these we, and, future and leaders. You're not, and you're delivering them. And we can, we can tell, we wish you were in Michigan too. That's our, my only, my only complaint with you is that you're not in Michigan yet. So we're well, hey, moving him here. If August, no, I'm not going there. If August, <laughs> I will definitely go there to support the uh, the Clean Water Initiative for sure. I do want to. Yes. Uh, I am I am in touch with um, with um, uh, Hill Harper's uh, group uh, okay. and trying to to help with those efforts as well. That's an atrocity. And, and and I'm sorry, but just one thing: how do we leave the WHO during a pandemic? First of all, and and uh, which is you know the World Health Organization literally says. Every human being has has a right to clean and fresh water. It's your it's your human right. Meanwhile, in our own backyard, and especially in your guys' backyard, that's not even happening for our own citizens. Uh, people need to look at that stuff. Absolutely, so, man. I, I implore also, you know, get involved with community, uh, you know, social responsibility, guys. Really important for our industry. For Thank sure. You. Thank you so much. It's Thank our you. pleasure, Sean. Thanks for coming on, man, and and we will be in touch. Okay. All right. So how cool is that, man? That guy is, he's literally been everywhere, done everything. And he, he definitely has a good heart. You can tell just by, by talking to him, you know, totally. His, and his passion just rang out. And so I was, that's what I was asking about, you know, we're living Puerto Rico to California, um, Connecticut and good heart, transparent with the business. Um, good marketing. I mean, that, I had no idea that he owned THC.com and also the, the Drake articles. Um, that I just read about it. So a lot, a lot of stuff there and all these different companies approaching it differently. I mean, the Pineapple Express. I mean, I love, I love the name, first of all. It's a great I mean, name. It's a, it's a great name. It starts. Well, start listen, to- speaking, of, speaking of doing it differently, our, our, our last guest today, and certainly not least, is probably one of my favorite people that I've spoken to in the industry thus far. Her name is Lori Kibbe. 
And Lori is one of the co-founders and is the current CFO at King's Garden. Now, as she's getting queued up here, I'll just talk, I'll tell a little bit more about her. Lori is one of those people, um, and for those of you who don't know King's Garden, King's Garden is one of the largest uh, California operators, right? And, and Lori may come on, come on here and correct me and say they are the largest. I'm, I'm not quite sure, but definitely somebody who's been on our radar for a long time, ever since we started coverage of this industry, and they've chosen to scale in a different way, right? Uh, anybody who tuned in on June 1st got to hear Lori talk about, you know, why they made the decision to, to, to stay private and not go public, right? And I think that's a really interesting conversation right now. Um, so again, as she's coming on, I think, you know, what could be really interesting too is to just have that conversation, right? Is it still advantageous to go public? in the current market, is it not? And as the financial leader of a company, what decisions are you a part of and are you having to make to, to kind of move that ball forward for the company? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely stuff that needs to be th uh, thought about and, and there's too much of a headache. And there she is, I see Hello. her. And Lori, it looks like you're muted. You might just want to unmute briefly. Oh, oh nope, there we go. There we go, yep. yeah. Hello, I don't Welcome. know, it's pretty dark, thank you. Hello, hello. Yeah, you've got Jason and Patrick here, Lori. And you are where in California today? I am in Palm Springs. Oh, rub yeah. it in. 100 111 degrees today. So oh, wow. <laughs> it's a hot day here. That's not serious weather. All of King's Garden is in the Coachella Valley. So I live here permanently. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lori, do you wanna do you wanna just anybody who's listening right now, do you wanna just give just a couple minutes about King's Garden? I know that you have your hands in a couple of different things, um, which we'll get into, but but just a, maybe a minute or so on King's Garden and, and sort sure. of what we all need to know about that. Sure, sure. Well, uh, King's Garden is um, a cultivator and processor branded company only. We, we, don't, uh, we made a choice early on not to be fully vertically integrated. So we focus on growing the best flower and we really do believe we're the top of the top shelf. Um, uh, we have the King's Garden brand, uh, which is about 50% of what we put out to the market. And then we also bulk sale. Um, let's see, we're, you know, we are 170 employees strong. We have uh, 11 uh, locations where we grow all indoor, um, about 250,000 square feet. And uh, we are always in the top couple of uh, uh, top selling brands. I would say we're number one on indoor and we fall, I think, overall, when you include uh, greenhouse and outdoor, we're, we're I think, number three currently. Wow. And we, we're all over California, north, south, Cali you know, both northern and southern California. Wow. And so when it comes to your role there, you are, you're obviously sort of the financial leader mm -hmm. and, and that voice for the company. Give us a sense of just over the years, I would imagine you've been approached by by, by, you know, capital uh, uh, leaders, right? I would imagine you've been approached by other company leaders. And, you know, what does that look like? And also, why, got, why have you guys made the decision to stay uh, privately held? Well, first, um, our capital, what we've brought into the company so far has been only in two rounds. We haven't raised funds in the last two years uh, because we're a profitable company and haven't needed to. Um, and we, we, it's all been private funding. So not investment banks or any of these private venture funds. We considered going public at one point in time about two years ago. 
And we really looked at what was going on. First of all, it was a flurry. Everybody was going public. Um, both my partner, Mike King, and I have finance backgrounds. And we really felt that we would lose control of our value. And we wanted to take a long-term approach to how we structured ourselves. So we looked out and we believe, we do still believe that ultimately the United States will make it federally legal. Um, it's really about the timing of that and that we between now and that point in time would be able to better control the value, our internal value, our value for going public or our value for a sale by remaining private. Um, because once you're public, you have a lot of other concerns than just growing your business. You know, stockholder valuations. It's a lot of time that goes into being responsible to that public listing. Um, at one point, we thought we would also sell ourselves, and um, we have found that it's very tough for people to perform at the value that we um, command. So we've just decided to stay public, uh, private for right now. And that's I think that's really been interesting. A, it's been a great decision. I mean. We are a big profitable company. I mean, we've gone from our first year was 500,000 in sales and we're now uh, on, a, on target to do 75, 70 million this year. And so um, we haven't needed to do anything many, more, just focus on our business. How many years has it been? You may have said that, but just how many years? Has our it been? first year in revenue was 2016. Wow. And you're to that. I mean, how did you grow like that? focus on brand. Um, I'd like to take credit, but the truth of the matter is my partner is just the most hard driving individual. <laughs> he is incredible. So um, but my job was to put the infrastructure of the company together and in his job, if you were to divide it up, was to uh, build the brand. And so there are three of us. There's Charles Kiley, Mike King and myself. Charlie is a very experienced grower. Um, and Mike King has the vision and the contacts and the three of us came together. And um, I think it was just making sure that we were parallel. We were growing the business, we were growing the best flower. We were putting in place processes to ensure that our flower was always good. And I was responsible for making sure that we had, you know, an HR division and um, banking and all of the other things that make the business work. So from the beginning, we've had all of that in place. Um, from insurances to structures for how to handle cash to all of the SOPs that um, allow you to be audited and we're fully audited since the beginning of our company yep. as well. Yep. And no, and that's, I mean, that, that, I think that really works when you have three different people doing three different roles and you can really focus on those. But I guess my question is what makes the, the brand really grow? I mean, yes, getting your brand out there, but is it getting into more places? What is like the thing that drove revenue from say two years ago, say it was 40 million to 70 million. Like, is there a, a certain thing that really is what moves the needle for you guys? I think it's understanding who our consumer is. King's Garden has three or four key elements. It's about family, it's about loyalty, it's about hard work that produces quality. And, um, and understanding kind of the image of our brand. King's Garden has got a specific image and understanding there our consumer was out there who wanted that and, and, and conveying that message. And I think we have a very, very loyal consumer base, hugely loyal consumer base that's allowed us to grow as we enter new markets. We also now have started, you know, social media campaigns and all of the other things that support the brand. And we have um, a, an exclusive agreement with Cresco um, uh, to distribute us here in California. So uh, they also do a very good job. And we good work company. very yeah, very good company. And we work very closely with them with our brand 
ambassadors, with promotions. We've just launched a uh, streetwear line. So we have promotions with that that bring people in. Um, so it, you know, now we're focused on branding and marketing um, because we made sure that we know how to fulfill if it takes off, which it has taken off, obviously. But sure. if you brand it and market and you don't, you're not able to fulfill, you don't have a business. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, I think one thing that's always interesting to Jason and I, um, and, and certainly is, is entirely my role at Benzinga, partnerships, right? So you just mentioned Cresco, probably one of the best companies in the industry. And certainly we know Charlie and those folks really well. So when it comes to how a partnership like that formed, and sort of why, I mean, I think the why is clear, right, out of necessity in some cases. Um, but in terms of choosing which partner, in terms of, of, of sort of how uh, that partnership came together, is there anything you can tell us about that? I would imagine there's a lot of people in that boat, um, and obviously a lot of people that, are, that should be really jealous of, of, of that overall all partnership. That's cool. Yeah, I well, I think they're looking for quality. And, for sure. And we are, we have proven quality, right? Um, we worked with them before it was Cresco. So when it was River um, and um, Continuum, we were with them in the early on before the consolidation of the various companies. Right. You know, I'd love to say that I would, you know, it's great relationships. We build great relationships. We've worked cooperatively with them. We made sure they had what they needed and regards to samples and, you know, all of the things that they need to be able to market and sell. And also I have to say, you know, some of it's just luck. You're in the right place <laughs> at the right time and, and you have a good product and things kind of fall into place uh, easily. So uh, yeah, well, I'm a big I, believer in good things happen to good people. Right. And, and yeah. certainly companies that are, are well positioned and that are at that right place at the right time, you know, and, um, and doing the yeah. work, doing that hard work. work to build and, Right. And keeping your commitment. Listen, you know, we know who we are and we don't vary from that. We're committed to the who we are as a company and as a brand and as to what we want to deliver. And we think that um, the future, when we look out into the future, so people are going to be looking for that. And we will maximize our value to our shareholders um, and to our consumer by doing so. So and cool. we have shareholders to take care of, too. You know, we have customers and we also have shareholders. We're a corporation and we have to make sure that they they are they will get what they've expected when they put their money with us and gave us their vote of confidence you, so do you have a lot of shareholders we do we have 205 got it so you've went you went and raised money and was it just like through network or relationships it's or how all friends and family that's awesome yeah. got it that's, yeah so again back to that you know one of our core values is family there you go friends core values are important yeah. They we are. have core values and it's certainly something that guides us and in, in our decision making and you know how we move the company forward and clearly you guys have done the same absolutely and, yep. and we have a great team i mean the people who work in our company are amazing we have whole families that work uh for us we have a very very loyal incredible workforce um we we've uh, we have a process for bringing people through the company training them at the beginning we always we have a process where they start as they get better at an understanding flower where they can go um, because we do our own packaging and our own processing in-house. So um, we have whole families that work for us, which you know is, is great. Again, tied to our core value as well. Did you say it earlier? How many people are, at, are there now? We have 170 employees. Got it, got it, okay. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Are people mostly at home right now or work? Uh... No, no. You know, we we responded very, very quickly when this started happening. In fact, in advance, we expanded our processing. We have a, a very different way of, of growing so that we don't have lots of people in our grow facilities. So there's not a lot of problem there. Obviously, we already use gloves and masks and protective gear um, just because of the quality of product that we didn't mm -hmm. want to contaminate. In our processing, because of the social distancing, we had to expand and go to two, two shifts instead of one. Um, but we never missed a beat. Um, uh, and we hand process everything. Uh, we've made a few changes to our smalls and what goes into uh, uh, our pre-rolls in that we now um, added some me mechanized processing, but all of our flour that's branded is hand processed. So we had to make some adjustments about space, but it, we never missed a beat on that. We were very, very proactive. Very that's, proactive. that's very smart. Very smart. Yeah. So Lori, I've got, I've got time for just one more question. And sure. um, if it's all right with you, just, you know, anything about where King's Garden is going next from a strategy perspective, or um, I know, again, you have your hands in a lot of things. I know you're at Andourage as well. So, um, you know, just, just maybe tell us a little bit about that. And uh, we really thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I think for King's Garden, I think it's uh, keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we are expanding our manufactured product. Um, we have a target where we'd like to be in two years um, size-wise. We're now on improving our profit margins. Um, and I think our goal is to really just kill the California market, be the best in, in, the, in the biggest market and be prepared for what the future may hold. And we have ideas about what that is and know that we're positioned to take advantage of those. So I would say that's really where King's Garden is, for sure. And awesome. thank you for, thank you for men mentioning Andourage, which is uh, my CBD company in, in uh, uh, Colorado, which well, is- Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. Talk, no, 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 next time we can talk about that one. No, absolutely, we'll have you back on. Laurie, you are a member of our advisory council. We couldn't thank you enough for that. Um, Sean is as well, for those of you that, that joined us for his, his talk. And Lori, thanks. This has been great. And I'm sure we'll connect again. And congrats yeah, on all, very much. Thank congrats you. on all your success. I appreciate that. Thank time. you, Jason. Bye-bye. Bye. So, I mean, so how cool, man. I mean, if it, for all those that are watching, just think about the, the depth of knowledge we had and also the difference in stories that we had today. And you know, like you hear like a lot of negative stories right now and, I mean, these companies, I mean, from 500,000 to 75 million, I mean, in three short four years and what it's like, it's like, like we say, if you're going to think anyways, you might as well think big and, right. and the world's your oyster. If you go after it, I mean, those are some serious numbers. And I, I mean, I wish we had more time because I really want to dig in how they really went from, you know, 2 million, 4 million to 20 million like that like that's yeah serious numbers well pull pull the common threads too though right like you you you're looking at companies who are either self-funded or yeah. or relied on sort of a tight-knit group of friends and family to get started you look at people who decided not to go public um and yep. and like pineapple they did decide to go public and for all of the all those of you watching i think the ticker's pnpl um but the the goal is always the same process partnerships, the things that, that really make a company uh, differentiated are clear. And, and the story does seem similar across and, the map. And brand. 
in brand. Yes, yes, you know? absolutely. She was a story. Really, you got to have a story. Yeah, she was keen on the brand and what they spent a lot of time building that brand. And they're not, you know, and if they have, if they're able to be profitable, like she said, they don't need to depend on the markets. So it's interesting. Um, we should do a show. Like, I don't know if people are open to doing it, but companies that are kind of struggling and see what the struggles are and then see if our community can help or hear those stories. I mean, cause maybe, cause, cause it's, you know, everyone can celebrate the great companies and these, and these are, but it's also good. You know, sometimes I, I guarantee these companies had hardships or problems. Sometimes good to be in the real time of that, you know, and yeah. so maybe there's some sort of show. We find some companies that want the community to help or give opinions. I don't know. I mean, these are three awesome entrepreneurs and companies and in more so just good people at a time like this. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Right. And that's, you know, I, I, appreciate everyone indulging me in, in, you know, talking about what's happening in the world right now. I don't think Benzinga is one to shy away from having tough conversations, but regardless of anyone's point of view, anyone's politics, we don't need to get into that. But really at the end of the day, business is still happening and business is affected by what's happening. So, you know, talking about that, understanding how we're all still going through the day to day, still managing what we need to accomplish and even in some cases, moving forward. So um, while yeah. this climate is the way it is, you know, we, we'll be here. We'll be we'll be talking about it. Yes, that's and th and that's what we're here for. And it's, are we going to every Thursday, Patrick? What's this what's, is it, man? Yeah, weekly. Okay, okay weekly. So you better cancel I, all your vacations. I, so I know, so, I know we confused some people when we weren't on last week. We got like sixteen emails. So we're going every Thursday. Sometimes Alan Broxton will host instead of um, Patrick or I, um, where we'll, do, you know, we'll do, it's like we have three people and we'll switch off. But um, right now it's every Thursday. Tell your friends. And if there's companies you want us to bring on or people or leaders in the space, you name it, we have access to everyone. Just email us at events at Benzinga.com, B-E-N-Z-I-N-G-A.com. If you want Patrick and I to fight more and give our differing opinions on certain things on why we think cannabis will do this or how the industry will change. Let us know if you want to come up with a segment, like a, a quick Hicks segment where we do three or four quick topics, 30 seconds each. Let us know. Like, this is your show. We're here for you guys, not for us. And we want you guys to be able to get access to what we see behind the scenes. That's the idea. So just please, please send an email to events at Benzinga.com and Patrick and I will both receive it. And um, you, you'll, get to, you'll get to hear this show over again on YouTube. And I don't know if this will be a podcast or not, but we should talk to Aaron to make it so people can have access to it wherever they want. Because That's right. No, that's exactly right, man. And thanks for that. Um, I think moving forward too, uh, if there are uh, any any specific topics or, or executives that you guys would like featured, make sure to put that in the, the email to events at Benzinga. Uh, I couldn't echo that enough. I think we're, we're more than happy to go out and get the folks you guys want to hear from. So make sure to let us know. Yep. Yep. Any closing remarks, Patrick? Or that's no, it? just that you look awesome in pink, my friend. And, 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 and check out the cannabis, uh, cannabis dot, uh, sorry, direct, no, cannabis.benzinga.com. We may change that URL. Um, emails at directory at benzinga.com if you have any uh, questions or comments. And we'll be sure to uh, help you. We want to make your companies look awesome and also get you in touch. So you can build companies like this, like the Pineapple Expresses, the yeah. Platinum. King's Garden. Yeah, yeah Platinum Vape. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's the purpose of it. Um, so. Anyway, thank you guys. Um, and if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Rasnick, R-A-Z-N-I-C-K.
I mean, if you want. Yes, it's not. It won't be. It's not that enjoyable, actually. I show I show some videos of my kids. There you go. Oh, and shout out to my kid who made the made the show today. Just a little yes. head walking in the background behind yes. my chair. She, she came at a time that you couldn't really stop the flow. Like I was going to say something, but it was a time when he was talking that it wasn't the right time to like stop the flow and say, you know. So, I was going to give her a shout out, but it, we were having a good conversation. So. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was that one exactly. So this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. All right. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye bye. Welcome to the Everyday Hotel. You'll be on the second floor and your other room will be on the 14th. Wait, we asked for connecting rooms? These are 12 floors apart. We tried, ma'am, but technically they're only 11 floors apart. We don't have a 13th floor. <laughs> we can't be 11 floors away from our kids. I don't see a problem. Stuart! When you want separate rooms, but not that separate, it matters where you stay. Only Hilton offers confirmed connecting rooms at the time of booking. Hilton, for the stay. Hi, it's Idris Elba here with Booking.com, and I wrote this poem about summer because I love summer. <clears throat> In summer, we do things to feed the soul, and Booking.com knows just how we roll. We love to swim and fish and barbecue. We love to read and nap and have a few. With cabins, resorts, yurts, and vacation homes, it's such a breeze to book. Where shall we roam? I <laughs> know it needs some work, but thanks for listening. Find your perfect place to stay. Booking.com. Booking.com. Yeah.